welcome to the Operation Move podcast. Yes, it's still a thing um, in a way that is kind of funny in terms of what this episode is about. It took me about a month <laughs> from when we recorded this to when it's actually getting published, which is just uh, fairly typical, <laughs> I'd say. Anyway, in uh, this episode, I'm talking a bit to Kirsten about the balance is too strong a word, let's not say balance, but the juggle of kids and work and university that has, well, that we have chosen this year. But I think it's often a transition that does happen at a certain point when your kids are just that little bit older. Uh, Kirsten started working pretty much, I mean, she's a shift worker, but started working full time last year. And I've started doing a lot more work this year now that my kids are 10 and 13. And um, (laughs) it is not always smooth sailing. In the past, even when the kids were small, I always pretty much worked full time. But it was more in my uh, coaching role with Operation Move and less so with things that are external to that. And so this year... Um, I've started taking on contract work, which at the moment it had started at about 10 hours a week and now it's probably up to about 30 hours a week. And a big part of that in a way is protecting Operation Move because I didn't want it to be, I didn't want the message to be diluted. I didn't want it to turn into a thing where I was positioning uh running as a way for people to lose weight or something that might have been a bit more lucrative in terms of uh, online programs. I wanted to focus on uh, the people who I really care about, which is the community. So I wanted to focus on Run Club. I wanted to focus on my one-on-one clients and I wanted to make sure that it maintained its core purpose And that I didn't have the stresses of it needing to be profitable, basically. So that was sort of the reason for taking on a whole heap more outside work. And it just kind of (laughs) collided with me starting university with uh, going to uni to start exercise science. And when I originally applied, I thought I want to sort of like uh, further my education and I got Uh, accepted into some post-grad programs just based on my uh, coaching experience but the more I thought about it the more I really wanted like I wanted all of the background um, of doing that undergrad degree like I didn't want to sort of like have to pick things that were like more sort of like coaching focused and less science focused just because I hadn't done that foundational learning and even though (laughs) particularly part-time is going to take a while so ordinarily part-time it would be a six-year degree I'm going to try and do it in trimesters which would turn it into a four-year degree but still (laughs) it's a long time and uh, you know like once you sort of like have like all the full-time stuff and all (laughs) uni on top like it's just been a really crazy (laughs) few months whereas Kirsten is a registered nurse so she is doing uh post-grad qualification so uh, we're in sort of different ends of the of the spectrum there but it's also something that she's been 
juggling with her family life and her training and I thought it would just be a really good time to jump into it and talk about what that can look like particularly because I think that there are a lot of people who had certain job disruptions or whatever else with COVID and are like getting back into you know retraining or going back to study and so it's probably quite a common thing uh, at the moment with just trying to navigating everything. So I'll stop talking now. Uh, thank you for Kirsten for being on the podcast with me, even though it's very, very busy too. And um, I hope you enjoy the conversation. How's your morning been? Uh, I'm productive. Um, <laughs> easily sidetracked. Um, and I'm just inhaling some hot chips and gravy. So, yeah, no, what if we're, I don't know, I couldn't get out of bed this morning and then <laughs> had to, had to, um, we were late to get the kids to, well, the kids weren't late to school, but we were late getting out the door yeah. and, um, uh, and then straight it to, uh, straight to PT, um, and, um, uh, I had conveniently forgotten that it was testing week, uh, so there was some um, free rep max uh, back squats and a little bit of a AMRAP burner and um, some other fun things to do. So, and then I decided I needed a coffee after that instead of going straight to study. So I went and had a coffee, and then I, I don't know, I had to do some retail therapy apparently as well. So got bigger. So yeah, then, that, was, yeah. that this morning, like when I had a thing, which was there were so many rounds, but the like the first thing was like five rounds of mm. what was I doing? Maybe I've blocked it out now, but mm. uh, <laughs> doing like push press with dumbbells, 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 yeah, yep. um, and uh, reverse lunges with the same dumbbells. And then yep. going into a um, calorie row, yep. which was like 16 calories, which was taking about a minute and it's just like an all-out effort yep. of like trying to keep, for me, that's sort of like trying to keep the calorie per hour on the rower like above 1,000, which is like mm. hard. Yep. <laughs> and like it's like when I was recovering, because I got two minutes recovering in between yep. Um and he's like, "What's what are you struggling with? <laughs> is it like, is it muscular or is it breathing? And I'm like, it's everything. <laughs> it's an everything thing. <laughs> but, yeah, it's like one of those things where, like, I do actually think it was mostly legs, like, going from the lunges to mm-hmm. the rower because, like, I get through the first 30 seconds, okay, and then be like, and now I'm done. Yeah. Make sure it wasn't the bike. Yeah. <laughs> the bike and lunges don't mix. That's what we were doing this morning. Not cool. <laughs> you just walk, you get off the bike and you've got jelly legs and then you've and, got to uh, make them work again. Yeah. it's And then one of them, uh, the computer stopped working on the rower. And so, like, I'm rowing and it's just saying zero, zero, zero. Oh, not cool. Not, good. not cool. Not cool at all. <laughs> but it was um, 
yeah, I don't know. It's rainy here, so mm. I just feel like um, I just want to hibernate. Yeah. In this kind of weather. I don't want to go outside. I don't want to have to do anything. So, but it's <laughs> it's only going to get worse tomorrow, apparently. So, oh, I'm not sure what that's going to look like for my our road run tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, I had set up my alarm early to I have now I've been upgraded to an hour and 20 minute run on Mondays mm. and yep. I was like oh I'll get up early uh because I've got plenty of work to do I'll do the run and then I'll go to PT mm. hindsight I'm glad like I woke up it was pouring rain and I was like oh <laughs> I am just going to go back to bed for another hour and then mm. the PT. And then, you know, like, because I have a rest day on Friday, I thought I'll just shift everything over yep. a day when hopefully there'll be, like, less rain. And then I got to yep. the PT and saw, like, all the sprints we had. And, like, gee, that was a good choice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I had kind of thought, oh, you know, like maybe I could do the run in the um, – in the afternoon, but uh, that's something that I always think in the morning and then never oh, it's just rarely no. No. In, the, in the afternoon. Like that's I've when got, it... <laughs> got, like, kids getting home and I've got to go to the post office before they get home because it's like a package thing mm. and, you know, like I got a phone call. By the time all that's done, it's like I'll, just put them in and I just don't think yep. I'll be heading out into the wet dark. No, no. No, I'm very, no, you've... very impressed with my thought. Like when I was started running, I used to go to the gym every night, like after I put Piper down after her, mm. her feed. Yeah. Um, I used to go to the gym at 8 o'clock at night. <laughs> Isn't that ridiculous? Don't you ever look back and you oh, think to yourself, man. how did I manage to have the commitment to myself and to my running to be able to do that? Because I wouldn't be, like the things I used to do, I wouldn't be able to do them. I'm not interested in doing that sort of thing now. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. as if, who's like, in what? I mean, I'm going to bed at eight o'clock. That's I'm going to the gym to go for a run. Very disappointed. Like, the kids are at the moment having more like a nine o'clock. Held off for as long as I possibly could. But, and now it's like, well, if they're even a teensy bit late getting to bed, it's like, well, I have to go to bed now. Yeah. So I don't yep. know what you're doing, but yep. I but need now, to be asleep. Yep. I now need to go to bed. Yep. That's, so, yeah. And that's, but then at some point, and I, 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 I look into the future with a little bit of dread because at some point they'll probably want to get a job, right? And they go mm. place, they, they work till 10 o'clock at night. Who is going to go and get this kid from work and stay up that late? That they have, they can drive into town and you know go and pick up a kid from work. It's Josh just... is definitely doing that job because he's like on an opposite schedule to me, where yeah. he is he loves like being sleeping the night owl, mm-hmm. and so we can be like a little bit of like ships passing in the night. Yeah. Like we have to sort of like fully organize like our date nights and stuff which involves him probably going to bed a bit and be like yeah, staying yeah. up a bit later yeah. and I'm yeah. like this is the day 
Yeah. I'm prepared to make the commitment to stay up past 9.30 today. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so, yeah, that, that is definitely – but it's different with you because, you know, like he's not always home. Yeah, exactly. And it's like it's, you know, it's a – it's a half hour round trip just to get into town and back and let alone sitting around and waiting for somebody to finish work and, you know, or finish their pack up and, and get out to the car. You just, um, it's, yeah, I hear about what some of these parents do and, you know, like 16 year olds who like to go to, um, you know, um, um, gaming nights and things like that. Yeah. You just think like you finish at what time? 11 o'clock and you expect me to stay away till pick you up and oh, not go to bed till midnight crazy you think that your sleepless nights are over like once they're no longer you yeah. know, and once they're sleeping through but they're not they're not and you get a little bit of respite while they're you know between the ages of seven and maybe 13 yeah. and then they start staying up isn't that the purple patch? Somebody said that yeah. to me when I had a baby, that the purple patch of parenting was like 7 to 13. Yeah, and yeah. I, I was like, what do you reckon? And yeah. What I, drugs are you on, lady? And actually it's true. It is true. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because, um, yeah. You know, they're old enough to, like, do stuff, but not so old enough that you're the most <laughs> embarrassing person on the planet. They're not old enough to hate your guts, I'm sure, yeah. you know. <laughs> not old enough to give me the tween face, which I've been getting a lot lately. Just the lip. The, the stairs. The scowl. I'm like, oh. What have I done now? Oh, well. You just get a thick skin, though. You just, oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> Hormones. That's, that's, that's the trick is to, like, not take anything. Not sweat it too much. Because it's like, a, you know. It's not personal. No. It's just a, a good really, like, I think that it's only going to get worse because it's already, like, at the stage of finding it really frustrating that she can't win an argument. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so, yeah. But... I think it's actually it's actually been quite nice with with starting uni and she's st- just started high school. And, yep. Um. So she's working on assignments. I'm working on assignments. She's got like a big art theory assignment that's due in yep. next week, and she's like she's picked this um, landscape artist, which is quite challenging because you know like they have to do all this stuff about meaning and it's like maybe it doesn't mean anything like maybe it's a pretty picture like yeah and I was saying to her I said the key to art theory is it doesn't have to be real like you can make anything up as long as you can like back it up yeah so like I could say that this is this picture which is like it's like a farmer with cows and there's some sunshine coming in and it's called like um sort of like melting frost or something like that Yep, yep. And you could easily make the argument that that's like, you know, about spring and new beginnings and, you know, like thawing and rebirth yeah, and yeah. all that sort of stuff. Or you could make an argument it's about like the the desolate and isolating nature of farming, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. it can be whatever you want to be, which for somebody who is as literal as her, 
yeah satisfactory yeah yeah and unless you actually have the opportunity to talk to the artist you're only speculating but as long as you can back up your speculation you're pretty good right yeah you know? so it doesn't i think draw a long bow i think it's just going to take some time for a super literal person to understand that subjective subjects like art and literature yeah, those humanities, artistry, yeah. you know, yeah. just sound, you just have to sound like you know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, it's all about the, um, and the, it's all about the experience of the person, you know, who's looking at it or reading it, you know, it's not necessarily, that author may have wanted to convey X, Y, and Z, but if you don't receive that message, then it's, yeah. you know, that's what it's about, not necessarily the intention it's um, it's because it is meant to be subjective and it's meant to be about what you feel when you look at it or you read it or you see, you know, that performance or whatever. It's all about experience and it's so subjective, so personal. It's yeah, wonderful. yeah, so that's all. Um, mm-hmm. So we were going to talk today about a bit about the uni juggle ah oh, the juggle so many it's, it's it's interestingly um josh also working for the university because i've had a sense just in terms of my friendship groups and people we know that a lot of people have gone back to uni this year yeah yep. and uh josh has said that from like from the university's perspective here there has actually been a huge upswing in domestic um, you know, like obviously not getting any internationals. No, they're not getting any international. Well, there are a few international students, but not very many. And uh, like I, you, you know how you feel like every you make a decision, all of a sudden you see that thing everywhere. Yeah. It's like you're looking for a type of car and all of a sudden all you can see is that type of car that you've been looking at when previously you'd be like, oh, I haven't seen that much. And yeah. it's a little bit like study, isn't it? Like, you yeah. you know, you start talking about it with people and you start noticing that actually, you know, oh, my God, well, they're studying and they're studying. And, oh my, you know, you could count on – you need two hands to count the number of people that you know who are studying. It's kind of catchy. Yeah, it is. And, you, yeah, you do. You have, like, a bit of that confirmation bias because the first, one of the first things I did once I committed, I was like, I need to hear stories from people who have done this while working full-time just to make me feel better that this is not a completely insane thing to to be doing. Um, And it was just (laughs) – and it was, like, it's funny because, though, because when I applied I had, you know, like obviously had Operation Move and I had 10 hours of work and I was like, oh, you know, uni on top of that. Yep. That's that's a lot of stuff. Yeah, should be okay. And then um, I took on another contract, <laughs> which is like another fifteen yep. hours. Yeah. Um, yep. and I was like, oh, <laughs> this really is. And we had like a check-in because one of the units I'm doing it's a psychology one, and it's usually always done by first-year students. So you've got like a lot of like deers in headlights and you yeah. know like panic people because it's the first time they've done even if they're mature age it's often like the their it's first, first experience you know yeah. and there was like this big sort of check-in with everyone and for the most part they were all struggling with anatomy which is not surprising because it's like a beast of a subject which is why huge. Yeah. I purposefully chose not to do it 
in the first session because I was like, mm-hmm. I just want to build some confidence here and get some routines happening without mm-hmm. like having to know name every bump on every bone. Yeah. Um, and uh, they're sort of going through what they're um, they're struggling with, <laughs> like listing off what I'm struggling with, just so different from them. I'm like, well, you know, like I've got about 30 hours of, of work and, you know, like I've got a business and apparently I have two children. <laughs> and a husband, you know. <laughs> and I like to run like 80K a week and, you know, yeah. I go to the gym. <laughs> and and that, was, that was like when I asked on Twitter, I was like, please tell me your stories about, you know, uh, working full-time yeah. and studying part-time and uh, <laughs> exercise is the first to go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Like there are, there definitely are like sacrifices that have to be made, you know. 100%, yeah. And I've certainly been, and, you know, probably with the, the training side of things, that is... In some ways it's the hardest to go and in some ways it's the easiest to go. Like it yeah. obviously doesn't really impact on anyone if I don't do it as opposed to if I just stopped making dinner. That would definitely yeah. impact on that me. Would, that would not go unnoticed. Yeah. You have to choose, no. don't you? And you have to, you know, and it's, it's, but the, it's hard to let go of it because it's the thing that affects you directly, not anybody else in the family. And you kind of like you kind of get a bit of that mirror of, this is how much you are still like rampant perfectionist Yeah. in that like, you know, I'd sort of like have a week where I was like, oh, didn't do any mobility this week, didn't do any yoga or I didn't do any um, strength training other than like going to the gym and, you know, which are all fine things. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But, you know, like it is like a big struggle to sort of um go well now I have to do something that like I know is like I'd rather have the time to do it but I don't have the time to do it so I've got to make some make some adjustments and um and you know and some some of it too is just like um not letting that sort of like overwhelm of everything like that you've got to do get in the way of things. Like I'll often, because I've got like one of those stovetop coffee makers that takes 15 minutes, but you've got to yep. kind of watch it. Like you can't just, Josh is always like puts it on and leaves it there and then he burn the coffee and then he's like, but your coffee works taste so much better. It's like, yeah, because I watch it. Yeah. <laughs> don't leave it there. You don't um, leave it unsupervised. Uh but takes about 15 minutes and so, you know, like instead of sort of like potentially doom scrolling Facebook for 15 minutes, which I could easily do, like yep. I just go into the next room um, and, you know, like my like mobility things are like 15 minutes. So it's like I can do this while I'm making coffee, you know. Like, you can. Yeah. And, and that kind of thing because I sort of had that thing like in the first couple of weeks, there was so much going on. I had so much going on with work and so much going on at uni where, like, I did the running, but I did literally nothing else, you know. Like, I was just like, oh, you know, like, this is okay because, you know, it's just busy and I just need to get all this stuff done. But what I found is I was probably less productive. Yeah. <laughs> just because yeah. you're not having all of that stuff that reduces your 
your stress levels and, you know, and I feel very different. Like this morning I did that and then I went and sat down and did some work and it just like has that real sort of like grounding quality as opposed yeah. to me feeling like I'm just like running around like a car out of control. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And particularly with sort of like you've got um lots of lots of different sort of competing priorities. So having some good like mental clarity like yeah. goes a, a really long way to sort of going, okay, this is what because I'm not like a, a multitasker. No, but I think, well, anybody who says they are is probably lying to themselves, to be honest. I yeah. Mean, multitasking is you're just juggling things, lots of different things poorly. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely is, like, very, very poor. And that's yeah. one of the things that I've found too is, like, by going, okay, like, this is what I do during the week and this is what I do yeah. on the weekend where I actually do very, very little study during yeah. the week and yeah. I just and kind of go, Oh, I'll do that on the weekend. Yeah. And because your jobs, with the jobs that you do do and the business that you run, obviously, like, those are virtual things and that you do those from home and yeah. you uh, you don't have to go to a workplace for six hours or eight hours uh-huh. and therefore have that time set aside as work. So you have to schedule your time and know that, right, well, today uh, it's Monday and I focus on this job today and you know, on a Tuesday, this is what I focus on. And so on a weekend, I can spend my time, I can, you know, I can catch up on my coursework for uni, I can listen to my lectures while I'm on my run. And by blocking out that time and dedicating it to whether it's work, whether it's the business, whether it's uni, you're actually more present and you're more productive in that time because you're not sort of scattering yourself across three or four different things in one day it's like well I work this is the job that I work today this is yeah. the job that I you know because it's Monday this is the job that I work on a Tuesday or I spend the morning doing this job and I do the afternoon I spend the afternoon doing the other job you know so you've got if you if you block it out I think you're and segment it your brain copes better with it um, and you can focus you can focus on the thing that you're meant to be doing instead of thinking about all the other things that you've got lined up waiting for your attention. Yeah. Because you know and that you've already set that time aside. Yeah. And it, it is one of those things where probably like the first thing that I had to sacrifice was like the super early mornings. Yeah. Because in the past where, where my um, hours through the week was probably more sort of like part-time, like I could get up super early, do something, and then have like an, you know, an hour's nap yep. in the afternoon to sort of yep. like re- recoup the lack well, of you, Yeah, because you need, you need like, to still have that sleep. I, like I'm not, certainly don't have any time for napping. And so I'm like, no. okay, like I just need to get up later. And that just yep. is what it is. And yep. so like I've been much more likely to go to the um, six o'clock class at um at the gym and also yeah. being a lot more flexible about going like I I think that you have this thing of like I pay for three classes a week so I always have to go to three classes but yeah. then I'm like no I don't <laughs> like if it doesn't work for me that week then like going to two or going to one or whatever it is that works for me that week 
is fine. It's, okay. it's totally okay as well. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, yeah. You don't have to get the most bang for your buck out of absolutely everything. Yeah, because and, sometimes it just it, it, it's counterproductive. Like I'll yeah. sometimes look at it because they'll release. I can see what the workout is the night before, and I might look at that and look at that like that's just like a real cardio burner, and I just don't really. You don't need that. Need that. You don't need that. And um, and I'm more than happy to, you know, like there's not really like that much difference of if I pay for like three classes or if I pay for one or two, like it does, yeah, you know, it's not really here nor there, but it's just sort of letting go of those things of like, oh, you know, like I have to do this, and it's like, well, no, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I and have it's to just go when it like when it's convenient for me to go. Yeah, and it's only, you know, look, you, you you know, I don't know, it's only for, you know, X amount of time you've got, you know, each university, you know, trimester or semester is, you know, it's it's four months. Like it's that's what it is. And then you've got a break where you'll be able to go back and get your money's worth and get your three sessions a week and all that sort of stuff in your uni break and, you know, whatever. And um, and then you'll be able to, you can sort of reset for the next four months knowing that, right, well, I can't, you know, I can't do everything all at the same time. Something, you know, it's, you, you can't be juggling all the balls all the time. Sometimes you've got to put a ball down so that you can concentrate on what, you know, those other things are that are important. And university, like you've made the commitment to study at uni. So, and it costs a lot of money yeah. to study at uni. So you want to give yourself best opportunity that you can to do as well as you know you can at university and make sure that you're not wasting your money you're not you're not throwing it away because whether you you know you have to pay for it you know now that census date has passed you have to pay for it whether you pass it or not so yeah. you may as well um you may as well try and do a really good job of it and because you you know it because of the sacrifices that you have to make because of the compromises that you have to make with the other things that you want to do, your study is of high value to you and, you you know, it means more because you have to work harder to be able to make it work with your life, you know, because let's face it, as women, we carry that extra, you know, we carry the emotional, mental burden most of the time um, of the family and, you know, like you, <laughs> all, that, all that free time you did have, <laughs> that you've decided to fill with uni you know like it's not you've still got you had the same you've got the same amount of commitments that you had before you just have to figure out how to make the uni work so that you know by the end of the however long it's going to take you to do your your your, um your course um you know that you walk away with something to show for it because it's you know it's 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 important to you it's something you've decided that you that you want to do that is either going to help you change direction with your career or it's going to add value to what you do already you know it's not a decision that you will have entered into lightly because uh, I know it certainly wasn't for me uh. um you know and so you know you know you have to like you have to do your damnedest to make it work because otherwise like <laughs> it's it's just it's it's you know it's a massive waste of money and it's a massive you know it's a it's just you, you've committed so you kind of have to um you know try and find the ways to to make it work don't you it's just, yeah um, so how many subjects are you doing um two subjects so the course is only 
only I say only in inverted commas only four subjects it's a graduate certificate so um so two subjects a semester is what I've decided to do I could have done one some one subject a semester but uh you know in for a penny and for a pound so yeah. um <laughs> I figure that you know it, like I said it's two four-month blocks uh I just got to white knuckle it through the 12 months instead of dragging it out over two years and yeah. that means that I can start working towards um getting a job in the area or and start working towards my the second half of the qualification which is the credentialing side of it which is you know a thousand hours worth of prac um wow. practical work so hours, yeah and I've got four four years to do that but yeah. um but and it will take that long if I'm not working in the area so um so I need to I kind of figure that you know let's just go in hard and fast over the this 12 months and then um and then uh you know breathe again at the end of at the end of the year so um rather than you know start ripping off the band-aid nice and fast are you working the same amount as you were last year well no I was working full-time last year I was five days a week um and sometimes extra um so with study in mind I um have dropped my hours back to four days a week um and our hours sort of uh fluctuate a little bit depending on demand um so when I work during the week it's six and a half hour shifts and on the weekend I work usually eight hours so um it's um so it's not quite as full-on as last year um but at the same time it gives me a little you know which gives me a little bit of breathing space um but at the same time I don't know you kind of think yeah I'll block out these days to do my study and blah 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 and then next thing you know you're like hang on a minute those days were supposed to be blocked out and now they seem to be really full <laughs> what's, going, yeah. what's going on here <laughs> so I have to be really careful that I don't overcommit myself and I do have a tendency to fill my days um you know never waste to it's really easy for those things to sort of um, creep up. They, pre- they creep up like whether yeah. you've got like like I noticed like there was a week where I'd like even just like a couple of like I had an osteo appointment and a massage appointment and all of a sudden that's like two hours out of my day that I've then yeah. got to get back from somewhere because yeah. I've still got the same amount of stuff to do or it's sort of like okay like just all of the life stuff like you know like when do you like go do like appointments for the kids or like when do I go to the doctor or you know yeah yeah, absolutely you know like I've got to like register like do all the car rego stuff in the next few weeks you know or you know like Riley wants me to pick up um a package from the post office and even though like the post office is literally like 500 meters away even that, like, it's just those little things. It's like, oh, and while I'm here, I'll do some grocery shopping and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then, yeah. you know, like that sort of like another hour or, you know, like you're picking up the kids uh, from school because they're in sick bay or, you know, like whatever it is. Yeah. Like yeah. you're more sort of like whatever you think of, like I guess the kids are in school for like six hours and so I tend to think of it as six hours. But it really ends up being 
yeah, some days it's only two hours that you've actually <laughs> yeah. got free. And it's, you know, like I've tried to stack appointments. And so that's like that's been my plan is that instead of having someone having one appointment on a Tuesday and then one of the other kids having their regular appointment on a Wednesday, you know, like I've consolidated. So Wednesdays, you know, over an hour and a half, I've got people at appointments. And so that leaves my morning free. Um, and it leaves my afternoon free. So in theory, I can do some study in the morning. I can take the kids to their appointments and have something to eat while they're in their appointments. And then I can go back and do some more study in the afternoon. What actually happens is that I lie in bed uh, when my alarm goes off at 5.30 and I decide that, no, it's too dark to go for a run. Um, and I don't have to be anywhere at 9 o'clock uh, today. So um, I've got, to, you know, till 11 o'clock free. So I'm actually going to go and do my run while the kids are at school because you know it's cool enough during the day that you can get away with that it's too dark in the morning at the moment it's not you know it's barely daylight at 6 30 in the morning yeah. so, you know for the next two weeks or so until daylight savings stops um you know and, and so you just you just think i i have a natural tendency to like shift things around to make them a little bit more palatable you know for example not, not having to run in the cold and the dark and that's okay as long as I know that I'm going to have to pay the piper eventually like I can't just keep doing that and I have to you know there are going to be times where I have to be really you know quite firm with myself and say actually no that is study time and you will end up in a panic in about two weeks time if you don't study during that allocated study time so um you know like I'll try and get ahead I've got a, my first assignment's already done it's not due for another two you know I don't know 10 days or so yeah um and I had it finished at the beginning of last week so I'm working on my next assignment which is due in four weeks time and then I've you know, I'm a week ahead with my coursework so that I have got a little bit of buffer space, you know, a little bit of a buffer there. So, um, you know, it's um, – so technically this week I've got the whole week to to work on my next assignment and to, you know, get myself in a position where I feel like I can put that together and, um, you know, but then, you know, parent-teacher interviews pop up and then, oh, you know – I've got to do mandatory training tomorrow at work. So my Tuesday, where I previously had nothing on at all, I've literally now got the whole day booked with things that I have to do. You know, transition, you know, one of my children to a new school starts tomorrow um, and I've got mandatory training and I've got an appointment and, you know, and <laughs> well, I'm going to teach you interviews tomorrow. It's like, well, see you later Tuesday. It was nice to know you. <laughs> it was nice knowing you. Uh, we'll get reacquainted next week, you know, and um, and even just things like COVID vaccines. Like, you know, I had to go have to drive to Sydney and back to have my um, COVID vaccine. So there's seven hours out of my day yeah. um, for a one-hour appointment. Um, and it's like, you know, like I can't, I don't, I don't have a lot of choice around situations like that. So I kind of just have to know that those sort of things, I know that, that that my plans, my best laid plans are going to get derailed very easily because I have four kids. <laughs> I have a, you know, and I have things that I that are non-negotiable. So I have to, you know, if it means that I ignore the washing <laughs> for an extra day, 
so that I can prioritise getting some study done, um, so be it. I don't, you know, if it means, um, you know, that that things don't get done around the house, then that's fine. It's only 12 months, you know. I've, got, I've put as many systems in place as I can to make things work smoothly and keep things ticking along. There's only so much you can do, so you just have to try and, you know, and go on, like I have to readjust, I have to readjust my thinking in that, like, well, I've only got half an hour. Um, there's no point. Um, I might as well just get on Facebook and Instagram and scroll and whatever. And it's like, no, I've got half an hour. So that's at least 20 to 25 minutes of study that I can get done. I can read yeah. a journal article or two in that time. So, um, you know, um, it's a reprioritization of that time. So, and if, you know, if there's less time for Facey and there's less time for Instagram, then you know what? That's probably, that's not a bad thing <laughs> in all honesty. <laughs> you know, for you, maybe not so much because you've got a business to run. But, for, you know, if, and also, you know, there's the coaching aspect of it, you know, the, the things that I do as well. It's like I have to actually be more structured around what time, you know, how much time and when I allocate that time to do those things because people are paying for a running plan or people are relying on me to put something in the system so that they know what yeah. they're doing. So, you know, rather than just, oh, yeah, I've got 20 minutes, I'll just pop, you know, I'll, I'll put this in for so-and-so. Yeah, actually, I'm going, like, I have to actually set aside a specific time that, right, it's, I don't know, Sunday evening time to do running plans yeah uh, it's time to do my coaching work um which before I would have been like hell no it's Sunday evening you know um <laughs> surely there's some Netflix on um but now yeah there's a now, now there's no such thing as the weekend no no there isn't no <laughs> which really like isn't. it is fine like I, I sort of have found by like putting um operation move stuff and study stuff on the weekend I still feel like it's enough of a break from the work week yeah. uh, because it, they're both things that I'm passionate about and and it's different. Like I'm not like sort of doing things that are based on, you know, uh, like the priorities that my contract yeah. have or whatever and, you know, it's just it's it's different enough and by sort of segmenting it that way, it feels different enough where, you know, like, but, you know, also other things get put on the weekend. So, you know, like the kids wanted to go to the shops yesterday and I was thinking, yeah, like go to the shops, they'll get their happy meals. Um, we'll get that there's the market was on, so they'll get their snow cone and we'll yeah. come home. And then I got there and they're like, no, we want to go to this shop here and then we want to do clothes shopping, but there's no clothes that I like here, so we're going here, which is all like they need <laughs> clothes. So, you yeah. know, like it's all good if they find something that they, oh, my God, 100%. There's like Riley was taking ages to pick out things and she's like she picked some things that she thought she might like and she's I'm like, let's just buy them and let's just go. And she's like, what if they don't fit? I said, I'm, then I'll take them back. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you know, we'll leave the tags on, we'll take them yeah. back, but we're not, like, trying things on. And even as it was, um, admittedly, 
like I didn't get out early enough for my long run. So by the time I got back home, it was like 20 to 11. And then by the time we did the shopping trip and we got back here, it was like two. And then like that's like a really part of the day. Yeah, it's the bulk of your day gone, isn't it? And then, you know, and I think that when you've gone for a long time without having to, like I've never, like obviously written plenty of like, blog posts or whatever but I rarely edit yeah you know I just sort of like write it and post it and move it along so going back to academic writing where like what I'm working on for the first assignment is um it's a creative poster so the criteria is sort of like equal weighting in four parts which is like referencing like your how you manage the discussion when people ask you questions at the end yeah Um, and then, like, the content of the the poster in terms of the text, but also, like, how it's presented in terms of, like, what images you've picked, like, how you've chosen to make it interesting, like, that sort of creative aspect of it. And I looked yeah. at it and I was like, there are too many words on here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it just, it's, like, one of those things where a lot of those topics like you could do something in like in sort of like a fairly concise way, but you could probably also write like an entire book on it. So, yeah. yeah. Um, So I looked at it as like, I I need to get this down. So like, so that the pictures are more obvious. So it doesn't just look like a wall of text when presenting it. And, um, and it's just like, like oh editing like what words are you going to sacrifice and it's like I really like that bit but you know like this is kind of repetitive and that always takes like I thought that I would have had time on the Sunday to like work on that and then do some of my revision as yep. it turns out not no um, no <laughs> so I'm kind of relying at this stage I'm getting the presentation out of the way and yep. then I'm kind of relying on having like a little bit of breathing room to catch up on my revision notes yeah. and then we'll be sort of back on track to manage the the other assessments are basically they're either exams or quizzes or like they each have like one has a report and one has an essay. Yeah. Um, so that, that will be sort of uh, next but then you've also got like, oh, good, you know, like school holidays are coming up, which means no. that. Um, You'll be studying the, while the kids are at home. <laughs> one of the contracts that I work on um, has, like, it's not like I'm not working at all during the school holidays, but the person I work for isn't working. So, yep. you know, like it's it's much reduced, which has been an absolute saving grace in the past in terms of, like, managing the kids being yep. on holidays and everything like that and not having to sort of, like, be checking in on the phone, like, all the time. Um, yep. But it's sort of like, yeah, you know, <laughs> it's not exactly going to give me more top like that. No. Cool but also the kids are also home and they're turning 10 and 13 in the school holidays. So I have a few like birthdays to work. Yeah, you've got some things to do. And I think like anticipating that, like you can look forward to that and you can say, well, these are the birthdays. So I'm going to, you know, I'm going to need some time to make cakes or whatever, buy them. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, maybe maybe this year they get more cakes. They've sort of picked 
activity this year. So they'll still be yeah. obviously still be making cakes um, and churros in this particular scenario. But yeah. um, like uh, I think that uh, Riley's going to go to like the local water park yeah. with a few of her friends um, and uh, Piper wants to go to the beach to look at sea snails with a yeah. couple of her friends and yes, you will go out for ice cream afterwards or something like that. And yeah. so like that does make it easier in that it's not like a full sort of like catered party. Like I don't yeah. worry about birthday cakes yeah. and the actual days of activity and also yeah. because they're so close together, um, it will be uh, – Actually, although Riley's having hers actually a week after her actual birthday so that all of her friends could come, which also yeah. makes it a little bit easier. So yep. we can sort of like do the whole family thing, but then her um, actual party isn't until right before they go back to back to school. Yeah, um, good old Easter holidays. With Easter being in the yeah. middle. You know, it's more yeah. like three weeks than two weeks. Yeah, 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 because they start, they finish up on the Thursday before. Yeah. On the, yeah. what is it, the 2nd or something, the 1st of April or something, and then they've, yeah, they don't go back until the 20-something. So it's um the 19th, I think they go back, 20th. So, yeah, it's really, um and because we've got, we're the same, we've got loads of birthdays. We've got, you know, my mum's 70th, we've got my birthday, got my daughter turns 13, um, you know, and we're going away for a few days. So I've got, to manage, um, you know, when I've got an assignment due in the, at the beginning of the second week of the um, holidays. I've got a test the week before. So, you know, like managing, um, you know, just knowing that on that Thursday uh, I need to, Thursday afternoon after work, I've I've got an open book exam that, that I have to do because um, it's only open for 24 hours and I'll be at work for the first seven hours that it's open. So yeah. um, so I just know that, well, Thursday evening um, my dad's going to be staying over because he's babysitting the kids while I'm at work that day and the next day and he's decided he's going to have a sleepover. So I'm just going to have to say, well, I'm sorry, everybody, but at the minute I've got, a, I've got something else that I actually have to do tonight. Um, you know, and I'm really lucky. Like I don't, you've got contact hours, so you've got time where you actually have to be physically at the university for yeah. your lectures. Whereas I've got, um, you know, I've got online seminars, which um, while it would be really lovely to be able to make it for them, I don't have to, and they're actually at really um, inconvenient times when you've got kids uh, doing after school activities. Um, Cause they're on Thursdays or Friday afternoons directly after school. So you know, you're busy driving around, uh, dropping people off and picking them up and whatnot. So, but I just, you know, I watch them over the weekend, um, you know, on my lunch break or something. So I can, um, uh, I can work around that. But, you know, like planning ahead, I think, is literally the best thing that you can do. And I think like when you've, you know, we've talked about this before over the years um, about how to plan your time so that you actually make time, you, you allow yourself enough time to get the things done um, that you want to get done so you're not constantly, you know, bumping into the next appointment or you're, you know, running late or you run out of time or things like that. So like a book, you know, um, booking yourself in for these things and allowing like what's the 
what's the actual realistic amount of time that it's going to take me to do this? Um, so, you know, it might be you might have a 45-minute run to do, but you don't just finish your run and then bang straight into study or whatever, like you cool down, you might go and get a coffee or a cool drink, um, you know, and then you kind of yeah. have to allow yourself a little bit of transition time to, um, you know, to move from, right, I've just done my uh, intervals or I've just done my hill sprints or whatever, um, and now I need to just reset, recover a little bit, and then I can actually move into that space where I'm going to be yeah, working I mean, or studying. Plan for sort of like if I'm sort of like I did, must have done about 50 different drafts about how I thought I could structure my week. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, it's peak me. But anyway, I did, and when I was doing it, I you know like I always put in like little sort of like half hour breaks through uh, because it's just not reasonable to sort of like work through that like I can't go oh kids are at school from nine to three that's six hours of work I can bang out like it doesn't (laughs) doesn't work work like that and you're still Um, being productive after a certain period of time because you actually need to get up and move and get the blood flowing and you know you actually also got to eat lunch and you know toilet breaks and whatnot so yeah so you know like just sort of structuring it that way makes it um a little bit better but then it also makes it obvious like okay if I expect that I'm going to have to do this work which is going to take me about 25 to 30 hours over the week then you know like where I'm going to find that space has to accommodate like those break times and you know potentially something going pear-shaped somewhere along the way (laughs) to create that because like the my tutorial because like the lectures are online so I just listen to them Um, yeah but the tutorial and one of my tutorials is the tutorials are both like one is online and it's at 9am on Wednesday which is like is quite hard because of like school drop-off like if I get them off early I can join in on time, but it'd often be, you know, a little bit late to that. Yep. Um, and then the in-person one is at the, like, the worst time imaginable for somebody with kids because it's from two to four. Yep. So, you know, like if it was after they'd finished school I would, at the age that they are, I would be very comfortable to, like, let them in and, yep. uh, and then, like, leave them to their own devices while I went down to uni for a couple of hours, no problem. But yeah. with, um, like, and because Piper finishes earlier and she's less confident about, like, using a key or letting herself in, like, it's like yeah. I can't do this. So my mum's been coming over. Um, yeah. But she's... Uh, she's not always there. No, she's like, getting off visiting her boyfriend for a few weeks. So, like, I got a friend to do it for me last week and then I was like, oh, I've got a message that I sent an email to the tutor. I said, look, I will attempt for this not to be what I do, but yep. I might need to, like, pick her up from school early and take her down with me yep. um, to the tutorial and, you know, just keep her, like, she would be absolutely fine yeah. sort of like sit there doing her own thing for that amount of time that's no yeah. problem and she said yeah yeah fine and after I said the email I was like Josh works there 
like in <laughs> his office yeah. Yeah. and like punch a few keys, you know, yeah. Yeah. photocopy a few things, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like, and it is what you can see how it does make it like quite challenging in the environment where we're, they're limiting the face-to-face. So in the past, they probably would have had two options for their tutorial. Like you yeah. can come here or you can come here to try and accommodate, like, people who are on, like, working schedules or have kids or whatever. And now yeah. it's just one. And so they've um, obviously gone uh, that way. But it is, yeah. like, it is one of those things that sort of um, can be, like, a little bit harder to to manage and I guess a bit like less important like once I've done like the main thing is for me to be there I mean it is mandatory but the main thing is to be there for the um presentation so once once I yeah like that's all that's all fine and they're sort of understanding and everything like that but that's also part of why when I structured it I was like do one subject that's in person to just yep. sort of minimize my travel down there and I mean and who even knows like the way the floods have been like you might, might not might be online soon <laughs> uh, like they're just I think it should be okay because there are only been a few places where roads have been closed where you in those sort of like those real sort of like valley areas where it accumulates but yeah so it's just um it has been uh, one of those one of those things where you've just sort of like got to like make the most of it and and also it's, it's I guess for me it's just sort of testing it out at the moment because I'm because it's a um, ordinarily if it was full time it would be a three year degree so yeah. if you did traditional part time it would be six years but I'm attempting to do it in trimesters which would make it four years yeah. But, what the downside of that is there's very little downtime yeah in between the periods yeah you only get like a week or two in between you know a week off in or 10 days off or something in between each subject feeling you probably in the because I think that they still have to run it as session one and session two so I think you'd still get a month in between session one and session two yeah and probably nothing really in between yeah. session two and session three um and I'm just going to try it out because like I might do one year and go that's not sustainable and I've got to sustain yeah. this for four years um, yeah absolutely and yeah. I might then go like maybe um maybe I do you know like three and two or maybe I do two and two and it's just like it's going to take as long as it takes but that's sort of like what I've been kind of focusing on it's like whatever I do because it is that longer time domain yes it has to be more sustainable like if I was if I was doing a year I could just like gut it out and just go absolutely and that's a hundred percent that's you know that's the luxury of you know doing it as a postgrad as opposed to going back to doing the um undergrad is that you need to like you've got a lot more content you've got a lot more time commitment to getting this done um ahead of you so you have to be able to maintain it you don't want to burn yourself out after the first 12 months or 18 months you you know you've you have to be able to find some kind of a balance that works for you so that you don't lose your mind because otherwise like you know you'll end up going well i can't i can't do this anymore you know i have 
And that's yeah, the last I mean, thing the benefit of having like you need to be able to finish it. Undergraduate degree before is like you can be a little bit smarter about things. Like yeah. I remember, like in the past, I probably would have not wanted to have gone first with the presentation, whereas yes. this was like, nah, like this is, I will be marked better for going yeah. first. This yeah. is getting more leniency with going first. I'll get it out of the way. It'll just be yeah. something that can be done. And, yeah. you know, and similarly with, you know, like um, just like, even though I'm well out of practice, like the process of like taking notes and, you know, like doing research, it's yeah. all the stuff that I have experience with. So you can kind of like some of the stuff you can see how it would be quite challenging for people who are just coming out of high school. Yeah. Whereas like I've done research topics before. So yeah. like, after the initial shock of going, well, library, it's been a while since I've had to do the library <laughs> do this. Yeah. Um, after that, you are able to sort of like pick things up like a little bit, a little bit more quickly than maybe. Like yeah. A sort of like and also you've got a lot more life experience and actual real life, you know, coaching experience and things like that, that a lot of, you know, People a lot of who my, my random podcast just like comes to the fore. Yes, on doing the thing on why um, the topic is on why some sports were deemed not suitable for women. Like, yeah. obviously, went back and did a lot of the historical stuff, but I'm also aware because of like the content that I consume that there are a lot of like modern examples. Yeah, still play into that in terms of the upper level of women's bodybuilding or with like women in contact sports yeah. and you know like um, or even like the exceptions where you have like uh, women who were like really impressive uh, strong women performers but did it within the scope of the circus because they couldn't do it like within a mainstream sport you know yeah. all things which is have absolutely the benefit of having listened to um sport and fitness themed podcasts all those, all those long up. runs that you've you know that you've done or, or yeah. weights that you've lifted while you're listening to podcasts it's all been it's actually all been research <laughs> all research and, all and research it's, and it's all been for the greater good and it's all worthwhile because you just and like and, and it caters to the way that the different ways that people learn as well doesn't it you know you've you've had all this audio input um you know, which which engages your brain in a different way rather than reading articles or reading textbooks or reading, you know, things like on the internet. It's to be able to listen to things, it's sometimes a far more engaging way to process information. So, um, yeah, and also, like, you can listen to X amount of different podcasts that all offer different views on that thing. So, you, um, you know, and most of them are in a short, easy to consume easy to digest format um which is you know sort of which is fantastic yeah and like a lot of them too are really designed at the layman as opposed to sometimes you can get into academic stuff where they might have like all of this knowledge on the topic but they are not knowledgeable about how to communicate that to someone who 
who doesn't understand it. So, yeah. like, ages ago with, like, one of the podcasts that I listen to, Stronger by Science, sometimes they do, like, quite a deep dive into statistics and what they mean and that kind of stuff. But because they're really good at explaining, okay, like, this is what a p-value is or, you know, like, whatever, yeah. um, then when I go into the uni stuff, it's like, oh, I've actually heard this before and I kind of already have a sense of what they're talking about. So yeah. it just makes it that much that much easier because you've had it sort of explained to you in connection with something that's interesting as opposed to just like as an abstract value. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So have you had yeah. to change much with your running since you started? Um, no, I don't know. Oh, no, not really. I think um, – because I was uh, coming from a place of um, dealing with the injury that I had last year and then, you know, energy levels and sort mm-hmm. of just trying to focus on a little bit more consistency and not really not really having a goal as such for my running other than just trying to build, build back some consistency and, and, and find um, – find uh that motivation to get out the front door um which is what I was really struggling with for a while and so I think um you know like initially I I was going to I had said to my coach I'm just going to um do my own thing I know you know I'm going to run a few days a week you know I'm going to dial everything back because of uni um I would be really happy if I can just run you know sort of 30 odd kilometers 40 kilometers a week and just use it as a form of um, self-care and yeah. a bit of mental health, you know, run it, you know, just sort of a bit of time out, um, bit of fresh air kind of thing. Um, and then uh, and then I got an entry to UTA <laughs> 20, 22. And so all of a sudden I'm running to a plan, I'm back with my coach, I'm doing all these things and I've got a little bit more structure, which um, I have just, you know, I've discovered that I really – do prefer to have the structure rather than um you know just winging it by myself it sort of feels a little bit pointless and a little well not pointless but just directionless so um so doing that um has given like it's a nice medium between having a little bit of space to um to de-stress but not to the point where I'm actually adding in extra stress and extra pressure and I've made sure that I've got some really firm boundaries around that because um you know I can it's easy for it to tip from one you know from being therapeutic to being something that's actually um taking away from everything else so um so I've um set some fairly firm boundaries around I only want to do four runs a week and um, I've got maximum time constraints and um, and things like that because I just um, I can't for me the focus is not on volume it's not on um, you know getting x y and z done necessarily or reaching a certain goal it's I would like for it to be consistent I would like to for it to be adding to my you know adding to my life not taking away from other things that I actually need to be focusing on at the moment um you know like I was umming and ahhing about because because of course you know the closer you get to race day 
the more 100k and 50k entries become available because people yeah. either get injured or they can't go or like commitments change or whatever and so um you know it's um uh and i i was like i can i was really tempted to go for the 50k and the 100k entry and i know that i can do a 50k and i know i can do a 100k without overdoing it on the training side of things but at the same time it's actually it's less about the physical energy and more about the amount the, the mental energy and emotional energy that goes into preparing for races like that and um of that distance and then the potential for the cancellation of the race is still significant um and i've actually you know i've actually committed to to putting my mental and emotional energy into studying this year not entering ultras <laughs> so <laughs> I you know um so it feels like I've got I've managed to find a nice balance between a little bit of R&R &R, um in the form of you know a little bit of time away to have time with um friends um doing things that I enjoy doing but not so much that I'm actually going to be shooting myself in the foot with an extended recovery time you know all the planning and practicing and everything that goes into training for ultras and whatnot so I've, I feel like I've you know in a happy place as far as what's manageable um what's value adding and you know versus what is actually going to start taking me away from the other things that I do need to focus my energy on this year and you know family <laughs> family work study like they're the three main things that I need to think about this year and running is, you know, where it's previously been something of high, higher importance this year, it doesn't get to be. It just, it is, it, it has to be um, supportive rather than something that takes yeah. away from my other priorities. Um, you know, it's, um, uh, and it's only, you know, it's only short term, it's not, forever and that's okay so you know managing like I, I can only do what I can do and everything else just has like take a number I can't um you know I, I can't um I have to be careful not to prioritize that I'm not prioritizing the wrong things this like in the next 12 months because you know I don't want to walk away from 12 months of study going, well, that was the worst decision of my life, you know. I want to walk away going, right, right, what's next, you know, like where to from here kind of thing rather than wishing I'd never decided to, you know, try and change, <laughs> try and change my path or, you know, take a take the road less travelled or whatever. It's, um, it's and it takes, gosh, it takes some self-control, you know, Mm. all these races pop up and it's like would you like to enter this race for next year it's like oh, i could totally do that uh, it's like it's a it's a mental form of sitting on your hands so that you don't have that race entry accidentally fall into your shopping cart <laughs> i have to actually you know i've made a decision i have to stick with like my my ultra that i'm training for this year is my education it's not you know that's where the bulk of my energy has to go other than, you know, being a parent, being a wife and being an employee. So I don't think my, yeah, my running at this stage hasn't really suffered or anything like that. In fact, I'm probably running a little bit more consistently than what I was over the Christmas holidays. Um, 
but um, yeah, I don't. It hasn't. Um, it hasn't had to give out to anything else yet, um, which might change. Who knows? You know, things get a little bit um, more intense as the semester yeah. goes on. So that may change. And you know what? I just have to be totally fine with that. So, because um, uh, I just, you know. It's, yeah, I'm actually really invested in the process of the whole study thing. So sometimes too, like I've found that, like it's also going okay. Like I need to donate my fresh brain <laughs> to yep. study first. So also, and it's convenient now that it's it's cooler. So it's not like run first thing or not at all anymore. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I have even found like that's been quite nice with like if I get up early and do, you know, can do like a couple of hours of, you know, like work or study before anyone's up yeah. and then, you know, like if I've got time then I can, you know, run later yeah. or whatever. Um, but, yeah, not always kind of going, oh, okay, now like I'm going to study but it's like after I've just had a big run and, my brain's kind of fried. From yeah, my brain gets. I, I agree. Like I, you know, you can't. I can't do a long run and then like you know have a shower, have something to eat, and then switch straight into study. Like my brain sometimes is pretty fried after a long run. So you know you're too tired to be concentrating on you know on things. And sometimes the best thing you can do is actually have a sleep, have a nap. Yeah. So um, you know, it's um, it's just uh. Yeah, I think you've just got to read it and not be frightened to make the choice that actually promotes better brain functioning later. Yeah, and I, and I think also, like, I've got, like, a few things that I've entered, like, race-wise this year, um, which, like, some I've actually registered for, some so far I just looked at and thought, oh, that would be cool if I can get there for that. Um, yeah. You're focusing a little bit more on the things that are a bit more local because, like, travelling is nice, but you do, you do have to take into account, okay, if I'm travelling over the weekend for a race, then I can't – realistically, I'm not going to be studying yep. at weekend. So yep. those things have to have to line up. So, like, at Hammond, I've registered for the Gold Coast and yep. I'm looking at the Pampac Masters because that's like a – a lot of fun, you've got a lot of, like, individual events, but I really am just looking at, like, running them, not, like, yeah. racing. Sort of. And sometimes those things can end up racy if you happen to be feeling good on the day, but just yeah. leaving it open to go, I'll probably just run, <laughs> Yeah. you know, and um, because then I'll recover better, I'll be less wiped out you know, following that and I can just enjoy the fact that people are, you know, like back to being able to go to events and, you I know, know, yeah. And, and, you know, um, and all of that sort of sort of stuff. Um, and I, because, yeah, it does take a lot of, like there is a lot of mental energy that's involved in like getting yourself up for, you know, like a hard effort for a race and yeah. then covering afterwards and, you know. And it's not, it's not always the race that takes the most out of you, Some like the, the recovery. Yeah. You know, if you yeah. go in to run a marathon, then you're looking, you're going to be tired, physically yeah. tired for at least a week afterwards. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, and if you race it, then that tiredness is increased 
um, you know, who knows what percent, but it's, you know, you've the harder you work on the day, the harder you're going to have to recover. So, um, you know, like it's, yeah, I could run 100K, I could do a 100K trail run over 24 hours or whatever, that's fine. I'm not trying to race it, but I'm then tired for two weeks afterwards. I'm yeah. I can't afford to take two weeks out of my study, um, you know, unless it's actually in my uni break. And, yeah. and you know, unfortunately it's not. But um, but you've just, it's not just about the day that the race is on. You've got to think about what the fallout is from that um, in your energy levels because you've still got a jam, you've still got a jam-packed schedule when you get home the yeah. next day. So, yeah. you know, that work doesn't go away. No. So, um, you know, it's uh, – and the further you want to run, the fur- the more you've got to do for your body maintenance stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. 25 there's, anymore. Yeah, there's, there's a lot, like, I sort of look at, like, okay, like to maintain this amount of distance in a week, there are certain non-negotiable strength things yep. that have to happen. Otherwise, that running is going to break – down my body <laughs> yeah and so and that then that is like another another thing uh that I've been sort of working on is instead of doing um like longer strength things I kind of go in like I do my mobility and then I'll do like two lifts yeah and I'll probably do that more so instead of like having doing that you know a couple of times a week it would probably be most days but it only takes me you know, like probably 20 or 30 minutes. Yeah. And if I can manage that, then that running is fine. But if I can't manage that, um, yep. there are sorts of things like, you know, your car phrases and your strength work and your deadlifts and all that sort of stuff, then things are going to start happening. <laughs> yeah. And like I even noticed the last couple of weeks just getting like a bit of, stuff happening on like the like the ball of my foot which yep. is just from it's like a, a one I need to be doing car phrases on it and it's also just like when I was at the osteo she said oh like the soleus is really tight um so it's sort of like pulling on it yep. a little bit and just needs a little bit more TLC but if I ignored that didn't yeah. do calf raises and didn't do like the stretching and the other things. Yeah. Then that could easily like turn into something more serious. Yeah. So you know, like it's just like, and then there might be a point where you're like, well, you know, like I can't, I don't have the time to maintain this level of volume, so it needs to like go down a notch, which yeah. is, and you know, because like ultimately no one cares <laughs> but it's only it, well yeah it's only you who, yeah it's only the it's you you as the runner or it's me as the runner or yeah. you know like and and it's the same um you know it's the same for everybody nobody nobody's going to judge you nobody nobody cares you you're doing it because it's something that you want to do um not because it's something that somebody tells you you have to do and you can you know if if yeah if you've finding you're really pressed for time and you can't do all the body maintenance stuff or you'd rather spend that time running or you're trying to find a balance maybe it's a matter of dropping a run and spending that hour instead of running you're actually doing taking that time to do your strength work and 
you know, like we all know that the answer is not always more running as much as we'd like to be running more. But you can't do that unless you've got the time to be able to spend on the extra strength work and the extra body maintenance stuff. Like if you can't maintain it, um, you know, without falling into a puddle of injury, uh, a cycle of injury, you, um, you know, you really have to be honest about the fact that um, instead of, you know, for example, with your running volume that at the moment if you're at 80k a week and you're maintaining that but all of a sudden your stress levels go up because of uni and your work commitments go up and your you know the amount of time that you have to dedicate to study goes up then you might you know like you still need to take care of yourself from a rest and recovery point of view so maybe you're you know you're running drops off that week or that two weeks or whatever but you you know you kind of it's um it doesn't have you know we all have to realize that it doesn't have it is it is not linear it doesn't have to well I this is what I run so this is what I'm going to run yeah. every week by hell or high water you know it's, <laughs> it's 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 all about putting one of the balls down every now and again and sometimes if you put it down for a day or two and you can pick it up again or you know but if you don't put something down and you drop it and you break it <laughs> then that's not an ideal situation to be in so we like you have to you know we have to be you have to be honest with yourself don't you about what you're capable of doing um and that's really difficult sometimes isn't it probably the the biggest thing that I've like I've probably gone like with CrossFit instead of going like three days oftentimes it would be more like once or twice and that's because like it's like group stuff it's very socially rewarding like I really enjoy going um but if I'm tossing up between okay like done all of this running what I really need to do is some of this uh strength stuff and strength imbalance stuff versus like this day at the gym which is just you know like uh cardio with weights yeah I've got to do the other stuff to protect the running and so like letting go of something that is social is pretty hard but it's it is just one of those things where you you do have to make sort of like hard decisions with it and go well you know like I can I can keep the the cross sessions, but I'd have to run less. Yeah, I can cut them, and I can cut, kind of keep the running where it is. Yeah. and you know, like yeah, like that they are just the and particularly for me too, where it is a twenty minute drive away. So it's not yeah. like I'm like wandering down the street. You yeah. know, like it it's anything I do there. You know, you're adding. You know, like. Yeah, you're adding in commuting time, you're, you know, it's a 40-minute there and back. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same for me. It's not yeah. like a big deal if I sort of go down there and I do something at the gym and then I run for an hour or whatever. But yeah. they're all those sort of like the little things that sort of start to come into it and it's like, okay, well, I have to um, just see like what I can do and what makes the most sense for me to do. Yeah. And, um and, you know, and because, yeah, the thing that would be 
a lot worse than you know than running less or giving up gym sessions or whatever it is not running at all to get injured <laughs> again because yep. I was doing too much for like my stress levels yeah and um and you know for the most part things have been like on a really good sort of like improvement in terms of like post stress fracture and everything but yep. I'm very aware that I feel like it was like an under under recovery from stress more yep. so than actually like what I was that's ex- what Yeah, I that's exactly doing. what I feel my injury was, you know, it was about. I wasn't allowing myself, you know, enough recovery time. There yeah. was, you know, the increased workload, you know, time on my feet, working full-time, increased running and all that sort of stuff. That was okay. It, but I didn't balance it out with enough recovery time. And so, you know, when your body doesn't have enough time to recover and when you're, you know, constantly under stress, whether it's physical stress or emotional stress or mental stress, it doesn't matter. If there's not enough recovery time, then that's when things break, isn't it? Like it's, yeah. you know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And mm. it is just uh, one of the things that I have done is like I pay for this um this hrv app it actually uses the camera and your finger rather than that like i have the chest strap but this is easier in terms of like i just do it for a minute um if i had a different type of chest strap i could use the chest strap so i might do that at some stage hold it for a minute you it pulls in like a bunch of your training data from like strava or final surge or whatever and it also asks you to rate like rate your sleep, like how you're feeling, how sore you are. So it's taking in a bunch of subjective measures as well as the yeah. HRV. And um, and then it will sort of like also uh, sort of like look at, you know, like did you have anything to drink, do you have your period, you know, blah, 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 all that yeah. sort of stuff. And you put it all in there and then it will uh, has your – HRV and it will kind of you can sort of see things over time but it'll also give you feedback so this morning it said to me "Mm, you know like your subjective measures are positively trending but your HRV is unusually high so like maybe like take it easy today Um, yeah and so like I can look at that and go okay well my thought about doing PT but not running until tomorrow is probably a good one. I'll go yeah. with that. And it can kind yeah. of just, like, support those times when you're thinking, hmm, like, maybe I do need an extra rest day. And yeah, it yeah. can be, yeah, so it is one of those things that sort of, like, after the injury I was like, oh, I think I could probably, like, use a little bit of that just to sort of, like, have that extra input onto yeah. onto what I'm doing and also for the times when, you know, like sometimes it's the other way. It's like, oh, I feel a bit tired. Maybe I shouldn't go and, like, age up. It's like, you're fine. <laughs> you are totally fine. You need to get out of your own way. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, like it can be. And I think, too, just having the um, – particularly having those markers of how you're sleeping, it's like mm. this constant reminder of, like, did you get to sleep early enough? Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. Um, it's like a little so, mini check-in with your coach. Yeah. 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 Exactly. yeah. Have a good yeah. afternoon. I will. I will. It's lovely to chat. And um, 
uh, yeah, we're just uh, we got to just hang in there with the study thing. Keep prioritising, yeah. hey? Yeah, priorities. The right things. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Uh, if you'd like to support the podcast, you can head over to patreon.com slash opmove and you can also check out the coaching options at opmove.com which is just opmove.com and i will catch you hopefully sooner rather than later mm-hmm.